Hello and welcome back to The Daily Brew, the devotional where every day we try a new brew and see what God is brewing for us in the Bible. Yes, it's cheesy, but it's true. And you have caught us on day 174. So if this is your first one, go back to the beginning because it is a Bible in a year plan. We want you to start from the beginning so that you can finish well. It's tea week this week. We've got a very exciting tea that I'm going to be honest, I've been looking forward to trying all week. I've saved the best single serve Del Mar tea till last. I'm in Auckland, Harry's in Brisbane, you are where you are, and we're digging into a brew and the Bible today. But let's see where the Bible takes us before we get into that brew. We're going to be looking at Psalm 77, verse 10 to 20, Acts 15, verse 22 to 41, 1 Kings 11, verse 14 to 43, and chapter 12, verse 1 to 24. So those are our scriptures. Make sure you read them. That's a really, really important part of what we're doing here today. But let's get into our single serve Dilma tea, which today is the naturally spicy berry. I'm pretty excited about this. The uh, ingredients are many. They've even got 0.5% of sunflower flowers. Got lemon, nutmeg, elderberry, cardamom, ginger root, orange peels, raspberry, strawberry, blueberry, blackberry, cinnamon, and hibiscus. So that's a very berry tea. Hopefully, it's a little bit spicy as well. Naturally spicy berry tea. It's been brewing for a wee while. I'm excited to try it. Unfortunately, it's not super duper fragrant. If you're watching on YouTube, my coaster, which is not an expensive coaster, keeps getting stuck to the bottom of my mug. So that just fell off. But um, here is my naturally spicy berry. Not super duper fragrant, unless I give it a really good whiff and then it's got some good stuff in there. So hopefully it tastes really good. Let's see, shall we? All right, let's go. Ooh, ooh, okay, okay, okay. Mmm. I like this one, because what you've got is you've got like a general berry tea. If you've ever tried like a berry tea of any kind, it tastes like that. I don't have a distinguished enough palate to be able to tell you how much hibiscus is in here, but there is a little bit of a spicy something, something like a bit of a cinnamon. I think it's that cinnamon and cardamom situation going on, but it feels a little bit like if you were going to make a, you know, like a, like a cinnamon spiced berry pie, that's the kind of flavors you'd be putting into it. So I thoroughly enjoyed that. Well done, Dilma. You got me in the end. We're going to head back tomorrow for a, uh, can or bottle, super store-bought can or bottle is what we call it. But enough of the brew. Let's get into the Bible. Do you have a best friend? As adults, I think it's a little bit harder to answer that question. For kids, it's easy. I had a best friend when I was five. We used to go everywhere. She was awesome. And one day at lunchtime, I convinced her because I thought it was cool. I convinced her to give me one of her ADD meds. She had this cool little pill box with an M for Monday and a T for Tuesday and a W for Wednesday. And I was like, hey, it's Tuesday. You can have your Tuesday one. Can I have your Wednesday one? And I convinced her that she should give it to me. Now, if you don't know much about Ritalin, if you don't have ADD and you take Ritalin, 
it has the opposite effect. And so my poor mother realized quite quickly, as did my friend's mother, that this had happened because my friend went home and there was no pill in her W compartment. The moral of this story is this. You have to be careful who you surround yourself with. My poor five-year-old friend should have picked better friends. <laughs> but it is important in our lives who we partner with, who we surround ourselves with, because human relationships are incredibly important. My grandma used to say, and I'm sure you've heard someone say this, maybe your own grandma, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Because the reality is, is that you do become like the people you hang out with. The Bible also says that it is not good for man or humankind to be alone. It was one of the first things he said about his creation. He said, it is good. And then not long after, he said, it is not good for humankind, mankind, man, to be alone. And so today we see partnerships, we see friendships, we see human relationships in all of our passages. In our psalm, it starts off by remembering God's great works. It's an overview of the Israeli history, including his works with the Israelites in the wilderness. In verse 20, it says, you led your people like a flock by the hand of Moses and Aaron. Moses and Aaron. They weren't just brothers. They were a leadership partnership. Moses was the leader, but Aaron was responsible for the communications and the leading of the worship of the Israelite people. You see, even Moses needed a helper. It is not good for man to be alone. And so when God created Adam, he recognized that he needed a helper in Eve. And so he created women to come and be alongside man. Adam, Eve, partnership, leadership, connection, helper is what we all need. Even Moses needed a helper. And then Acts, we see Paul and Barnabas, a great partnership, but they're having a little scrap. See, this has always blown me away because two of the most influential leaders in the early church, the most spirit-filled, the miracle-seeking, breakthrough-bringing, couldn't settle what seemed like such a petty argument. I read somewhere, when the calling is divine, the signs and wonders are miraculous. The people, the relationships are still human. And that's a great reminder for anybody out there who thinks that their pastor is close to God, or maybe who thinks that they themselves is close to God. While the calling is divine, the people are still human. And in our situation today, we read that Paul and Barnabas split up. But in at least their wisdom, they still went out two by two. They didn't go alone. Barnabas went with Mark. Paul went with Silas. Now, there is supporting evidence that Barnabas and Paul may have reconciled. And I really do hope so. If they didn't here on earth, you betcha they've reconciled in heaven. But it is a good reminder today to guard your friendships, guard those partnerships and make sure that it's not something petty that drives you apart. Because we see in 1 Kings that there was nothing but bad relationships happening. Solomon had his adversary Hadad and then he had his adversary Rezon and then he had his adversary Jeroboam. And Jeroboam was a really serious adversary. Rehoboam, his own son, Solomon's son, ended up inheriting a bit of a mess. 
but then made it worse with his people that he had surrounded himself with. And this was the one that led to a separation of Israel. Jeroboam, Solomon's nemesis at the end of his life, became the one who led most of the Israelite people because of a decision that Rehoboam had made to follow unwise counsel. The, the mates, the people that he loved, the people that told him what he wanted to hear, he surrounded himself with those people and it set him down a very bad path. Be careful who you surround yourself with. My grandma said it and I'll say it to you. Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. I want to encourage you to just take a little bit of a note of who you are spending your time with at the moment. I'm not saying if there's somebody in your life that's not necessarily, you know, bringing you all the joy that you have to cut them out because that's not what we do as Christians. We actually do come around people who need the encouragement and the support and the love. But don't let those people who are dragging you away from God, away from his purposes, away from a life that is pleasing to God, don't let those people have the biggest voice in your life. Don't let those people be the people that you spend the most time with. Be careful when you choose your true friends, when you choose your partners in life, in work, and in relationship, that you are choosing good partners. Because human relationships are very important. Siri just wanting to talk to me here on my iPad. All right, <laughs> time for verse of the day. Psalm 77. It says, I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your miracles of long ago. Now remember in the context of this psalm, we read it a couple of days ago, where the psalmist couldn't connect with God. Where are you, God? This is what he comes back to say. I will remember the deeds of the Lord, the miracles of long ago. When you're in that space and you're saying, where are you, God? Remember who he is. Bring to mind what he has done. It doesn't even need to be what he has done in your life. I know that he's done amazing things in your life, but you can bring to mind what he has done miracles long ago. If you're discouraged, if you feel like, God, where are you? Open up the word of God and see his miraculous power being outworked. We read these stories and it's the same God that we seek and we serve and we get to be in relationship with today. There is never a good reason to give up on God. And so when you're feeling, God, where are you? Make sure that you remember who he is and what he's done. All right, that's it today for The Daily Brew. Thank you so much for having me. I hope that you're encouraged to pursue a depth of relationship with those who enrich your life and make you better, encourage you in your faith and encourage you in your ministry. If it's the start of your day, have a wonderful day. If it's the end of your day, good night, sleep tight, and we'll see you here tomorrow for a store-bought super can or bottle in day 175 of The Daily Brew.